Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel, and welcome to episode 469 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we're going to talk about some box office stuff. FNAF, Five Nights at Freddy's, is doing incredibly well, both driving numbers to the Peacock streaming service and also to the box office as well, making over $200 million worldwide, likely going to end up having made more money than another film we're going to talk about tonight, which is The Marvels, which even Tony and Nance over at Deadline are having to essentially wave the white flag on, saying, and I quote, not expected to be marvelous at weekend box office. You heard that right. Not only is the movie projected now to only open to $140 million worldwide, but there's also some estimates that the film domestically only makes it to $50 million. So we're talking about a range of around $50 to $75 million domestic, which would officially make it the worst opening in the entire history of the MCU. Not only when you adjust for inflation, but hey, since some people get triggered by inflation, I will also mention that if you look at the average estimated ticket sales for all of the films from the MCU, from every single one of them, guess what? This will be the worst-selling, worst-time, all-time opening domestic. Could not happen to a nicer film. Could not happen to a nicer studio. So a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Tonight, tonight. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So obviously, my uh, my voice is absolutely still healing up. Thank y'all for the the kind words over over the past week. As my voice was complete trash last week on FNT, especially, and I have been drinking a lot of tea with honey. So that that's been kind of my go to. And unfortunately, it's just not been healing my voice nearly as quickly as I had hoped. Um, but it is definitely on the mend. So anyway, let's go ahead and say hello to the people that we have in the chat tonight. First off, Kincane Rumshki hanging out over on Rumble. What is going on, brother? He was here earlier at 428. We got Lance Mala, who is a member at the Citizen of Asgard level. Appreciate you being a member, sir. And he goes on to say, wrestling run-in. Have you watched any wrestling lately? Your thoughts on happenings both inside and outside the ring. I've been trying to keep up with things as much as I can. Um, there's just a little bit too much going on because if you think about it's three hours of Raw, two hours or so of SmackDown. There's I haven't watched NXT in, in very, very long time, so I'm not keeping really you know tabs on anything going on there. Um, mostly I'm still watching AEW, but even AEW is starting to get to the point where there's just too much content, right? Because you've got Dynamite, which I try to watch when I can. You then got the two-hour um, show on on Saturday, and uh, and you also have Rampage. So I'm trying to keep up with it as much as I can, and I've, I've been following some of the things. Uh, every now and then I'll watch a, a WrestleMania video. Those have been the videos that I've been drawn to more recently with the news coverage. And, yeah, I'm kind of getting tired of the whole CM Punk news, to be honest. And this is coming from someone that was a huge fan of his for a very long time. His AEW run truly soured me on him altogether. Not because of all the stuff that was, you know, speculated and mentioned about his, you know, outside the ring persona and, and the backstage persona that he had. But it was it was primarily because he just doesn't have it anymore. He, he just is not a very good in-ring presence at this point. Um, it was painful to watch all, all of his matches. And it, it made me sad. It definitely made me sad. 
All right, let's see. Bruce hanging out in the chat. What's going on, Bruce? Thanks for the pink funky hands. We got Print Screen hanging out in the chat. What's going on, Print Screen? Thank you for being here. We got the man with the orange hat hanging out tonight. What's going on, brother? He is the king mod here. Follow his instructions to the T or face his mighty hammer or axe. <laughs> Indeed, face the mighty axe. But if you have a comment or question, no matter what platform you're watching on, we are currently live on YouTube, Odyssey, and Rumble. So smash the like button. A lot of the fun about Odyssey, smash the Rumble button as well. It really does help out a lot. Also, share out this video on whatever streaming platform if you want to share and help the algorithms, as it were. Uh, but we're streaming on all those platforms. That means I can also highlight the chat from all of these platforms. But if you're watching on YouTube, Make sure you put in any of the platforms, for that matter, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. Let's me know that you're trying to get my attention. Helps me able to decipher out between the various uh, chats as they come in. And thank you all for following those instructions. Keely Chat, what's going on? Keely Chat, welcome back. We got Lady Tharp of Hastings. What is going on? Hail to you. Monkey 76 hanging out in the chat as well. What's going on? Orange Hat is a member, says, now everyone have a good evening and enjoy our Asgardian hospitality. I will say, we've got the best chat in the business, I would say. A very, very kind, very kind and wholesome chat. Let's see, we got Keely Chow Tang is a hello, hail. I don't know why I said it that way. Hail Odin, how are you? Thor, Freya, and Baby Sif doing? Uh, Baby Thor doing quite well. We we're, uh, picked him up from school today, and there's a, there's a little park at his school, so we were able to to uh, to hang out there for about an hour and he is he's one of those persons where he was first out there and he was by himself uh, all of his friends had either gone home or hadn't gotten picked up yet and so he kept saying like oh well I you know I can't wait for so and so because I'm gonna play with them and I'm like okay yeah sure I mean he's, you know he's three so he thinks in his head that because he's wanting it it's just gonna manifest it's just gonna happen so I could tell he just wanted to play with somebody though and so luckily um after about you know maybe 15 20 minutes uh kids started playing on the playground from around the area and so he was able to attach himself to some different people because again he, he just loves people he's a big people person prince king what's up dude cthulhu time to say good evening to all are we going to nominate this month uh as fail vember for the upcoming movie slate uh nominate this month as fail vember uh maybe may, it might have to be right it might have to be, but yeah, we're getting close to the end of the year, so you do know what that means. It means that at some point over the next couple of months, we'll start getting things ready for the next annual Wednesday Raven Awards. Gotta love the Raven Awards here. A lot of really strong contenders, and we haven't even had the Marvels come out yet. We haven't even seen the uh, in incredibly low box office numbers that are right now projected for the Marvels. So that'll raise a whole new can of worms, open up a whole new can of worms. Let's see, Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Thanks for being a member here on the channel. Abomination, thanks for hanging out over on Odyssey, holding down the fort over there, saying, reminder, the software that his allness uses is unable to use at the beginning of your sentence. If you want your message read aloud by the Allfather, please begin either with one, Odin, at Odin, Mr. Allfather, or ooh-woo, Odin-chan. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I guess you could, uh, you could do that, but yeah. Uh, J.S. Pena, time to say, have you watched Dumb Money yet? Not yet, but I believe it is available on digital as of today. I don't think it's on any of the major streaming platforms, meaning, you know, to stream for free. I think now it's available to rent or buy on digital. 
So I'm I'm very much tempted to to uh, rent it at some point. So I, I'm kind of debating whether I want to do that or if I'm really thinking that there's the potential that I'll like it if I maybe wait for the physical media release. Because the issue that I have with a lot of rentals and, and buying digital copies is that they cost about as much these days as the physical copies do, right? Because physical copies, they start off being a little bit more expensive, maybe $20 for a Blu-ray or less. And the digital versions tend to be around that same amount of money too. And you know me, I'm a physical media guy, all right? So I'm, I'm gonna be always... If I'm going to spend that kind of money, I would much rather spend it and own the Blu-ray that I could then give away if I'm not the biggest fan than anything else. Let's see. Neil says, so this is how Marvel fails with astounding apathy, pretty much. We got Joey Horn in the chat. What's going on? Good, sir. Says, hail Odin, hail chat. Thanks for being a member here on the channel. Appreciate you. Let's see. Print Screen had to say, what are your thoughts on the Ghostbusters Frozen Empire releasing Thursday? I don't know much about it. I, I do not know much about it. Is is that a game? Is, is that a cartoon? I don't know. Uh, Steven tagged to say, Odin, when do you think you will release a review video for uh, Miss Marvel? So I'm, I'm pretty confident that Gary is going to try to make us <laughs> watch it for homework this week. But I hey, you know what? I, I think I've got a pretty good excuse. All right. And ultimately, the excuse the excuse is I got kids. All right. So it's been a lot harder to to go out of my way to go to an actual dedicated theater. So basically, I got to check in with the Lady Freya. Um, and, and if I'm going to go see it at all, it's going to be Thursday, most likely. Um, the Thursday for the premiere. I really don't want to. And it turns out, you know what? It seems, at the very least, that a lot of other people don't really want to see it either. Do not want to see it either. And so I think that actually brings up uh, kind of our first topic tonight, which of course is the box office. And so let's go ahead and just dive into it because let's just say right now, it is not looking great at all for the Marvels, for Brie Larson, because as you can see, Tony over at Deadline and Nance, so a mainstream media source, people, mainstream media source, says the Marvels with $140 million global opening not expected to be marvelous at weekend box office. That's right. You heard it here, everybody. They are projecting that this film is going to be a massive flop and a massive disappointment in almost every single way. Let's see what Tony and Nance have to say. Here's something we don't see often. Opening projections plummeting for a Marvel Studios movie. Yeah, you know what? If you were honest, you would say, here's something that we see a lot more often in recent years, <laughs> here's something that's become a much bigger trend, especially over the last year alone, let alone last two years. This latest sequel, or their latest sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel, the Marvels, which is also an extension to a Disney Plus series, WandaVision and Miss Marvel, both of which no one really saw, especially Miss Marvel, has seen its weekend forecast collapse from starting off at 75 to $80 million three weeks ago to around $60 million stateside. You heard that right. So so-called industry experts are projecting that the Marvel's domestic opening is going to be $60 million. It goes on. Some tracking services such as Quorum have lowered their estimates to $50 million. The Marvels opens this Friday. That's a domestic opening that uh, low. That's a domestic opening that low that puts the $200 million production in the neighborhood of Ant-Man 
57.2 million dollars and lower than marvel's november misfire eternals remember as well that for eternals that was dealing with covid eternals was still dealing with the covid nonsense so what's your excuse the marvels that i think is what's the richest thing about all of this is that when captain marvel came out and the film opened up strong and the film ended up making you know quite a bit of money worldwide well over a billion dollars I know that there's some people out there that still hold on. They just can't let go. They have to hold on to the conspiracy theories about, oh, well, Marvel just bought up tickets and all this other stuff. Look, ever since movies have existed, especially big tentpole uh, tentpole films, there have always been groups that will buy tickets. There have always been radio giveaways of tickets. These have always existed. By the way, low watermark. Thank you, sir. I'll be getting to you in a second. But goodness gracious, like I, I just it still drives me nuts that this conspiracy is, is still being put forward that either one that Disney somehow bought all these tickets or that two, these massive groups bought massive tickets to such a degree that it made that much of a difference. Again, these types of groups have existed for a very, very long time. So, no, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. It's a lot easier of an explanation than that. It was a film put out in March before the what April May release of Endgame, which was the biggest movie in the entire history of the MCU, and they played Captain Marvel specifically as a build-up to that event film. So yeah, of course it's going to be able to succeed in that matter. And it's not because it was between Infinity War and Endgame. That's also sometimes something that I think people falsely claim, because that argument's a very poor one, because if you think about it, there was another movie that came out between then. I think it was what Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wasn't it just Ant-Man and the Wasp that came out between then? So some will point to that saying, well, if it was the in-between effect, then why didn't Ant-Man and the Wasp do that well? And again, it's because, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp was not a month before the biggest movie ever and was not set up as that being, being that important to the entire storyline of what eventually Endgame story would be. So it makes complete sense as to why Captain Marvel made a billion dollars when it did. It's not because the movie was good. It's not because people were like, I got to see Captain Marvel. Even the people that were shilling for that movie, even the people that were going gaga over that film, when you ask them, oh, where would you rank it in the entire list, in the entire list of MCU films, every single one of those persons put it towards the bottom of their list. Maybe at best being in the middle of the pack. So they loved it so much, they gave it like an A score, a 9 out of 10, right? They gave it a quote-unquote fresh rating. And yet when you ask them, okay, but where does this actually you know, you know, land as far as the entire thought process you have going towards the MCU? Oh, bottom of the pack, middle, bottom middle of the pack. So again, the film itself did not earn a billion dollars on its own merits. They could have released pretty much any movie had it come out at the same time, had it be promoted the way that it did, and it would have made a billion dollars, right? That, just, that, that was how hot the MCU property was. Not the case anymore. That, that's, not, that's not how things work these days, right? The MCU has seen better days, and, and I think the good days are gone. I think they're long gone for the MCU now at this point in time. I think we can now say that there is a nail in the proverbial coffin of the MCU, And we can see that specifically with this opening, right? It goes on to say overseas projection for the sequel sits at $80 million, putting the global start at 140 million, which is lower than the worldwide debuts of Eternals 
and the theatrical day and date impacted Black Widow of 148. We're cautious that International could come in lower. Even Tony, guys, Tony, Tony and Nance at deadline, even they cannot, cannot defend this anymore. Even they cannot shill to say things are all sunshine and roses. Even they are having to admit now that this movie and that this franchise, this entire universe is crumbling. Remember, and this is again, I think something that they're leaving out. This would be 20 million lower than the Eternals. Remember that for the Eternals, they keep mentioning saying, oh yeah, well, Eternals got hit by this. Notice how they're not mentioning COVID here. It was all the rage on the day. That was a big excuse. Back the first came Now all of a sudden, I'm talking about it here this much. I'm going to try to play the game of theatrical day and date with Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow could have done better. Oh, okay, well, what about FNAF, huh? What about FNAF? What about Five Nights at Freddy's? Because that film had day and date, and that film had a great opening weekend. The big difference is that that film did not cost an arm and a leg. Did not cost an arm and a leg. So, this is the world that we live in today, though. This is the state of the MCU. It says, right now, currently pre-sales for the Marvels are just north of 5 million, which is on par with DC's The Flash. So right now, Marvels is tracking at the same as The Flash. It goes on. Flash flamed out 55 million starts stateside. Yikes. The worry is that if previews, which start Thursday at 3 p.m., come in north of 6 million, the Marvels weekend will crater to 40 million. So interestingly enough, even though in the very beginning of the article, they try to, uh, you know, point out for a second, hey, you know, $50 million, that, that is the, the low point. Later in their article, they've just pointed out $40 million is a possibility. $40 million. Now, remember, this was just a few weeks ago, right? October 19th, the Marvels headed for $75 to $80 million opening, which was already 50% lower than the opening for the first Captain Marvel film. And now that's plummeted to almost could be $40 million opening domestic. That's rough. Going over to Box Office Pro, they right now, pretty much in that ballpark too. The last update they gave was they think the film's going to make somewhere between 45 and $62 million, only making 109 to 156 domestic. This film also cost quite a bit of money. Cost, I believe, north of $200 million. I think they actually came out with a number suggesting it cost $220 million with tax credits based on everything that we've been told so far. So this film needs to make well north of five, $600 million. This film's just, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen for this movie. So this film is going to be not only the worst opening in the entire history of the MCU, it's also going to be a massive, massive flop. Could not happen to a nicer studio, could not happen to a nicer woman with Brie Larson and company and cannot say I'm all that surprised with how poorly this is projected to do just to give you a bit of a, uh, a visualization as well. This is a number I keep bringing up and I don't think enough people, um, are talking about it as much. Um, so I do like to try to, to bring it up because again, 
I think that, you know, charts help. You know, I'm a, guys, I'm a big fan of charts. You know that I love charts. Y'all know that I love charts. So this is a chart that I was able to put together the other day. And as you'll note here, right, as you will see here, a lot of movies I've not put in information for, obviously. But if you go back to the beginning of the MCU, just to kind of lay this home, all right? If you go back to the beginning of the MCU, up until this point, really up until movies like The Eternals came out, Black Widow came out, right? Up until the COVID times. The MCU was on a tear with really the only film that was viewed as a flop being The Incredible Hulk from 2008. So that movie opened up to around adjusted for inflation, $79 million, about $55 million unadjusted. Valiant Renegade, I was on his stream on Sunday. Shout out to Valiant Renegade. He's an awesome guy, awesome channel, also covers box office. He pointed out saying, you don't even need to adjust because right now the projections for the Marvels is right now lower than what the unadjusted numbers for Incredible Hulk are. <laughs> like... And again, Incredible Hulk is viewed by many as a flop. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, but the more interesting thing to me is when you actually look at estimated ticket sales, right? Because up until this point, this was one of the lowest, right? 7.7 .7 million tickets. The other film that often is brought up when it comes to the lower grossing Marvel films is Ant-Man from 2015. It also had a pretty low opening, $74 million, 6.7 million tickets. Now, going into the weekend, remember, Tony over at Deadline said $75 million roughly is what this film is going to be. Even if that were true, even in the best case scenario, right, $75 million, best case scenario, which is pretty much of reach at this point in time, that would make it 5.7 tickets. So that would make it 2 million tickets less than Incredible Hulk from 2008, and that would make it a million tickets less than Ant-Man from 2015 the lowest grossing films up to this point. But again, 75 million, probably not what we're looking at. So right now, the estimates going into the weekend are what, somewhere closer to $50 million? Oh boy, now you're talking 3.5 million tickets. So as a frame of reference, that's about 4 million less than Incredible Hulk and about 3 million less tickets than Ant-Man. Now we're just looking here Right, we're just looking here at the uh, domestic numbers, but I think the point still stands. I think the point is being made. This film is in a crap ton of trouble. Not looking good at all. By the way, I do see in the chat that some people are talking about there being some technical issues. I honestly don't know um, what it could be. Um, if other people from other platforms could let me know if y'all have had experienced other issues too. Please do, uh, please do let me know. By the way, Tina, I see you in the chat. Tina, thanks for being here. I see you in the live chat. But before we get to Tina, I do want to give a huge special shout out to Low Watermark, dude. Thank you very much for the one hundred dollars super chat. Man, my voice is not good enough for that. But dude, you are amazing. Low Watermark says here, sorry, I've been away. I'm glad to support you here and now. Low Watermark, I always very much appreciate your support, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, I really do appreciate it. Really do appreciate it. Do I sound like a robot or is that just the fact that my voice is is uh, is, is pretty rough right now? 
Let's see. Jeremy Zakowski says, I hope you have a good Halloween. It's good way to teach baby Thor taxes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, indeed. You got to pay the candy tax. King and Ramsky says, when was your first live cast? Um, ever? Uh, it's, I think it's been, what, three years? I think it was the summer of 2019. I believe it was summer of 2019. So, Prince Green, uh, what are your thoughts on the Ghostbusters Frozen Empire releasing this Thursday? I think I'd, you had already asked that. No reason to ask twice. Hilariously Awful Productions, what is going on? Welcome. Kimberly G, Shadowcat, what's going on? Welcome back. Thanks for being a member on the channel. We got Force of Light Entertainment. What's going on, Michelle? Hilariously Awful Tag to say, what part of America are you from? I'm in the great state of Tennessee. Cats, Katwa says, hola. I was wondering what Korean productions have you watched liked? Um, I'm a big fan of a lot of their, their thriller content. So, for instance, I, I love Train to Busan, both uh, films. I think the first one is, is far superior. Um, but, yeah, I think they're both they're both fantastic. I know that Tina's in the chat, so she's going to hate me saying this, but I'm also a big fan of Parasite. I do think the film is well made, and I do enjoy it, it, it uh, quite a bit. There are a lot of things. Um, there are a lot of things that I, I enjoy, and I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of Korean cinema. Um, there's a lot of things I have not seen, but other things that I've seen, I've really enjoyed. Orange Hat says, so Odin has God's flaky dandruff started falling down in good old Tennessee. I wish. Oh, man, I'm so sad that we are in, we're at an elevation, I guess, or just at a specific location in the country where we have not gotten any snow yet. And I really wish we were. I really, really wish we were. Because I love snow personally. Big fan. Big fan of snow. Steven says, any movies you are anticipating this year? Crazy that this year was a very bad year for Hollywood. I mean, there were some pretty good films. Um, you know, a lot of the films that I was anticipating got pushed back, unfortunately. Films that, as far as films that I've not seen yet, I'm still looking forward to seeing uh, Dumb Money. So I can't wait to see that. Um, and again, now that it's available on to rent and stuff, I, I can't wait to, to check that film out. Um, I'm, I'm more intrigued by Killers of the Flower Moon. Because I've just heard so many mixed things and, and probably more negative things than 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 positive about it, I just kind of want to see what's going on with that. Um, and then I think the only one I could think off the top of my head that I'm actually genuinely excited for is probably Godzilla minus was it minus one. And and the reason why is because it's not coming from the MonsterVerse. I hate the MonsterVerse films. I think they're garbage. This one's coming, I believe, from Toho. And so it's it's going to be in actual, you know, Japanese, English subtitles. Um, and it's going to be made by someone that's that's competent in telling a story from this universe. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Remember, Sci-Fi is a member says, so who's excited for season two of Reacher? Trailer looked good. I haven't seen the trailer for it yet, but I was definitely a fan of the first season. Let's see, Gordon Sisk, welcome to the chat. Prince Green, oops, I meant to say trailer for the sequel for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, okay. I've not seen the trailer yet. Um, I don't really get excited for trailer drops. I don't quite understand that. It's like, I'm going to make a trailer for my trailer. No, just uh, <laughs> just just work on the actual trailer to make it good. And the film, of course. Rob D says, hello, Odin. I watched Last Voyage of the Demeter. I thought it was really good. It's great if you find jump scares to be cheap scares. Um, 
Okay. All right. Yeah, because I definitely hate jump scares. I try to avoid those as much as possible. That's why I was actually, I, I actually like, um, it's not one of my favorite films, but I actually like the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I, I gave it a decent score on critic lists. So about a 50 uh, out of 100 score for me. And uh, the reason why it was just decent is because it's got issues. That they've got the issues that a lot of these films tend to have. Um, but I, I thought that the backstory was interesting. And I mostly appreciate it because it's clear that the fans of the franchise was, uh, were very happy. We're very, very happy with it. So I'm, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, um, you know, seeing what happens with that universe going forward since they're listening to their fans. Abomination says they wish it was only a $200 million budget. Yeah, seriously. They, they do wish that abomination. Thanks for holding down the fort as always over on Odyssey. Kimberly G. Yes, indeed. Low watermark with drop that hundy. Uh, and thanks again, dude. See, King Gain Rumsky says, I heard a rumor that in the second act of the Marvels, they go into a grocery store and ask to see the manager got my popcorn. <laughs> hey, as long as we can get a scene where it's not just Brie, but it's maybe all three of the ladies uh, being told to smile because that wasn't, you know, on the nose enough in the first Captain Marvel film. That's the thing I think we need. I think that's what we need now more, more than ever before is all three women being told at the same time that they should smile more. That would make things better, wouldn't it? <laughs> Keck44, what's going on? Ichthulu, as a member says, not sure if you are a big anime fan, but uh, Freerin, Beyond Journey's End, is a beautiful story about the purpose of life and legacies from the perspective of an ancient elf. Highly recommend. Um, I, I do like anime films. Uh, is that an anime film or an anime series? Um, I've mentioned this before. I'm a big fan of Studio Ghibli. Uh, I'm also a fan of uh, was it Makamoto? Not Mak, not Makamoto. Um, Makoto Shinkai, I think, is his name. He he's done films like Your Name and Weathering with You, and and more recently he did Suzume. And I I really like all of them. I think Your Name is by far my favorite. But uh, I I'm looking forward to. I'm so mad because I really want to see Suzume again. And I don't think it's available on physical media yet uh, stateside. So I can't wait to watch that one again, though. I'm very looking, very much looking forward to it. Abomination, you're right. The Wasp and her sidekick Ant-Man. That's pretty much what that movie was. Oh, man, you know what? I, for I totally forgot. I kind of erased that movie from my mind as the sequel to Ant-Man. Because the first movie was fun. The first movie was fine. Probably mostly because of anything remaining from Edgar Wright on when he was involved with the project. Um but I, the second one, the, the villain was so cringe to me, like the actress playing, you know, and it wasn't even, it was one of those things where it was, it was, it was a, it was a random, it was such a random villain. It, it was such a, a just, because it was one of those things where she ended up not being really all that evil, right? She just didn't play it well. She, she just did not really play that part well at all. Uh, there is Tina. Tina, again, thanks for stopping by in the chat saying, I've been putting days to this week. It's early Christmas, Disney financials and the Marvels. I'm so excited. Just can't. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Yes. Yas, Tina. Yas, Queen. Yas, Queen. The Queen Bree is falling. I know that Tina is very, very happy to hear that news. I know that she's been following Valiant Renegade's coverage of this and uh, and many others as well. Very happy, of course, to see this stuff happen. 
But yeah, if you are just joining, thanks for being here. Smash the like button. A lot of the fun button. Honestly, smash the rumble button. I apologize if my voice is a bit trash. Apparently, some small technical issues as well. Again, apologize for that. I'm still streaming through EVMux um, by way of OBS. So I'm using my OBS virtual camera so that way I can catch the chat like this. It allows me to catch the chat not only on YouTube and Rumble, but also Odyssey, which is something EVMux does not have yet. Um, though <laughs> it's funny because I recently discovered the same software that I'm using to capture the screen is associated with another one that allows for um, guests through OBS. It, it's a, this free program, basically. It's called um, like Ninja Stream or Video Ninja Stream or something like that. So there's there's a very strong chance that at some point I, I just end up deciding to give up the streaming services altogether and just go straight OBS again. I had done that for such a long time anyway, so I, there's a good chance that I'll, I'll do that again. Because it's looking like pretty much anything that I could ever need in, in you know, that a lot of these browser services offer, I can just do straight from, you know, straight into OBS at this point. So anyway, Tina, thanks for being here. I do re really appreciate you and uh, glad that your eyesight's getting a little bit better and uh, be keeping up with the updates. And I also saw your update to um, obviously happy election day, everybody, everyone's favorite day in an off election year, especially. Um, but I do know that there are some major races going on right now. And so I'm definitely following uh, in the state of, of Kentucky to the north of me, because right now there is a race for governor. And right now it's it seems pretty close, percentage-wise at least. It's a few points difference. Um, but Tina, Liz there, she, she, she knows the current governor and the power that that governor's name has because of his father. Um, and so I know that she was saying that... Uh, She's not expecting this to, to flip, but interesting nonetheless for, for any of those politicos and political junkies out there. All right, let's see. Heading back into the chats. And yes, if you are trying to talk with Tina, as she says right here, sorry, I can't read your comments clearly. Stupid font is too small, but I'm glad to see you all. So yeah, she will do everything she can to try to read your comments and respond when she can, but just do know that that is happening. Of course, Hardwick's first comment is going to be a complaint. Um, <laughs> thanks for letting me know, though, it was happening. Glad to see that you were not the only one. Obviously, I'm sad that that's the case because that means that there is an actual issue happening. But Snow Golem over in Odyssey, what is going on, brother? Welcome. Let's see. Keck44 says, Odin, Robofather. Let's see. Wolfen Saga, what's up? Educated Viking, good to see the fall. It is Educated Viking. It is truly great. Thanks for watching on Rumble. It is phenomenal. Let's see, Orange Chat says, Odin, you are roboting in your audio. Okay. If it's coming from Orange Chat, then I know it has to be legit. I do wonder if the same issues are happening on Odyssey or others. Uh, Abomination is indeed saying hail. Let us see. This movie has not has no hope. I agree. The Marvel seriously has not a hope in the world. Shen Hong over on Rumble says, still suing Florida, still got cash to burn, evidently. Ah. Indeed. Let's see. Um, oh, dang. Okay, I don't know if I can highlight this. Let me see if it shows up, but oh, man. Holy crap, dude. Thank you so much. I got a Rumble rant. I think this might be my one of my first Rumble rants ever from Jenny D 2003 Holy crap. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Very, very generous. I, I hope I can highlight that. Yes, I can. Awesome. So there it is. Jenny D over on Rumble with the Rumble rant. So happy that I can highlight that. Oh my goodness. 
Thank you for the $100 Rumble rants. I was wondering, I thought I got an email notification and it had something from Rumble and I very rarely get emails from Rumble. And so I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? So Jenny D 2003 says, just want to show my support. Well, thank you so very much, Jenny D, for dropping that hundy over on Rumble. Getting love from the Rumble people over tonight. Thank you. You're amazing. Means a lot. And I'm glad that I have this software that I can now highlight your comment. So shout out to Jenny D 2003 from Rumble and to the whole Rumble gang hanging out tonight because King Kane Rumsky, King Kane Rumsky has some some uh, some people hanging out with her tonight. Her King Kane Rumsky has some people hanging out with him tonight, including Jenny. Jeremy Zagowski, Odin is a robot. Skynet is taking over. I hope that the issues have um, have evened out a bit. I do apologize. I'm definitely doing enough things on my computer right now where if there were lag issues, it wouldn't surprise me. But something tells me it probably is EVMUX uh, versus it being my internet. Because let's just say I've got the best internet. It is some of the best. I got that fiber, you know. But... <laughs> Oh man. But seriously, yeah, Jenny D, thank you so much. That was so very generous. Shanghong over on Rumble says most studios would bury it in a cat box unreleased. Disney thinks pushing the message is more important. Yeah, I mean, it's a bold choice, Cotton. Glad to see it's not paying off for them. It's interesting because it definitely seemed in their marketing they started to try to go towards that whole female empowerment narrative, which which tells me, oh, they're trying to, or they were trying to capture that's Barbie narrative, right? The, the Barbie audience. And let's just be frank. Barbie was a phenomenon. Barbie hit at the right time. Um, it was the right IP. And it, it got released at a perfect time too. And it was just a perfect storm in, in pretty much every single way. Um, but any movie or any franchise that's going to try to capitalize off of that, I think ultimately is going to fail because for no other reason that it's not Barbie. I think the reason why we could look at Barbie as being successful, it's not because of Greta Gerwig. It's not because of the messaging. The messaging being in there and the fact that so many people were supporting it is very disturbing because we have to admit the fact that the vast majority of the audience that saw Barbie either had no issue with the garbage messaging or did notice it, both of which are troubling. But yeah, the movie did still do quite a bit of money. It made quite a bit of money. A plethora of catch, one could say. Let's see, Harbuck 753 said, your audio has been messing up badly. You intermittently sound like a robot. Apologies for that. Tina says, Odin went all robot for about five seconds. Glad it was uh, very short. Let's see, Abomination says, yes, some roboting and the camera froze for a second. Thought it was me or Odyssey. Okay. Well, thank you very much for letting me know. Shen Hong says, you garbled a few times. Well, I'm glad that's not too too much. Of course, this is the night that I decide to to not be recording locally onto my computer because <laughs> that means I, I hope that doesn't mean that it's going to it's going to sound like that in, in the replay. But we'll find out. Let's see. Ikthulu, who is a member, says it's definitely on Odin's end. Tell the little ones to stop watching Bluey until you are done streaming. I mean, it's not them because, you know, uh, you know, little um, this is, of course, what happens when my brain you know, trying to think of, oh, what, what is, so Lady Sif, so Baby Sif, she is um, either asleep or, or with her mama right now, because she's too small to watch that stuff anyway, 
And then baby Thor, you know, he, he went to bed at seven. So let's see. Keely Chow says, I'm going to channel my inner Scott Steiner and to say the following, the numbers don't lie. And they spell disaster for the Marvels. I would say that there's a 30% chance that there's a 20% chance that there's a 90% chance that the Marvels fails. So Snow Gollum, Odin check to see if windows is updating. Um, not to my knowledge, I'm not seeing anything in, in my background. Again, typically that doesn't happen. I don't ever have roboting issues. So seeing that this is, I think, only the second or third time I've done EV mucks, my guess is that it has something to do with that, is my guess. Tina, I do appreciate that. Or it could be his voice. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that, <laughs> I hope that that's the actual case. Oh, man. Audio roboting for short times. Well, hopefully that's over. Shen Hong says, YouTube hit me with the ad block blocker. So I'm here now. Hey, no problem at all, dude. Um, enjoy uh, Rumble. Though I will say I'm in that middle ground because I like ad blocker. I use it for a lot of things. At the same time, though, when you use ad blocker on YouTube for channels you support, you are technically cutting into ad revenue there. That all being said, fully support your move on rumble and that's why i multi-stream to give you all those options print screen story for writing it twice um that's okay it happens just don't let it happen again abominations abomination says new york had some snow last week yeah i know a bunch of places had some snow snow golem odin or steam both had updates today <laughs> snow golem. uh Katwa says korean shows i recommend kingdom and moving okay yeah, I know that uh, the Salty Nerd Podcast has been reviewing, uh, I think it was what, Warrior? Or The Warrior? I don't know if that's Korean or not. I, I'm just saying, I, <laughs> it, if it's not Korean, it's Japanese. But I, I know that they've been pretty big fans with that. Snow Golem. Being a Snow Golem, I would expect nothing less. We had snow in the morning, but rain since noonish. Now that sucks. Uh, Tina, I knew, I knew that would get you. Yes, I hate Parasite. I have my reasons. Oh, we know. Um, if you go back in time to one of our chosen streams, um, all of them are still up on at least the podcasting platform. Um, you'll you'll be able to find the episode where Tina goes off on Parasite. And oh, man, it was glorious. Con uh, Lives, what's up? Um, I've heard good things about Lady Snowblood, but I've also heard people that know me say there's some stuff in there that I might not like. Uh, Lady Tharp of Hastings says, we had snow on Halloween, I wish. It was, I think, a beautiful Halloween. It was nice and cold here in Tennessee. So it just felt nice to walk around uh, for trick-or-treating. Um, it, it did get a little too cold once the sun went down uh, with uh, Lady Sif, you know, with, with, with Baby Sif. Because, you know, she's just a little one. So she can't take the cold nearly as well. Let's see. Yes, indeed, Abomination. Godzilla minus Juan. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it looks fantastic for sure. Orange Hat says, someone says Godzilla, uh, someone say Godzilla minus one. I can't wait. Seriously, tight CGI. Yeah, I mean, the CGI in the trailer looks phenomenal. And, and that's why anytime someone has ever mentioned, oh, well, it's just a trailer and the CGI will get better. No, no, no. If you look at CGI minus one, that shows you, hey, when you're putting a trailer out there, you can make it look good. The issue is that most modern-day Hollywood films that use CGI, especially heavily, don't look good. Either because the CGI is poorly is poorly designed, or they just don't care. And uh, it's sad. 
General Wingster, Odin, why is Paul freaking Dano? It just it just comes naturally. It just rolls naturally off the tongue, you know? And it, it's something that I, I feel is very important. I think it's very important. Paul freaking Dano, the legend. Can't wait to watch Dumb Money specifically because of him. I'm a huge fan, huge fan. King and Rumsky thought that I was funny. Glad to hear it, that I still have it a little bit. Abomination over on Ozzy says, Odin the Marvels, not just the three lead characters. It would be hilarious if the three lead characters and the female villain with that grill were all told to smile more. Now that you mention it, I have, I feel like there has to be, I feel like there there has to be a situation where uh, the, the, the bad villain with the grill gets told to smile. Just for nothing else, they have to show that grill off. Maybe even have it be a moment where Brie Larson's the one that says it as a throwback. Ugh, it's going to be awful. Snowgom, um, now it's for Whammon in the movie with Kang Vel- uh, Velcro, if the cameo is real. Oh. It says, Furin is an anime series as opposed to a movie really good for 13 plus. I'm, I'm open to anime series. I do like anime. Um, but I'm, I'm much more drawn to film than series because most anime series, it seems, have just been a lo- around for so long. So there's just so much content. There's just so much stuff to, to catch up on, you know? All right, let's see. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bum. By the way, thank you all for hanging out tonight. We got 44 people still watching over on uh, over on YouTube. Let me see if I can pull up my windows for these other chat locations. I can't see how many people are hanging out on on Rumble, unfortunately. But thank you for hanging out on Rumble, if you are. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Kinkay and Rumshki can post an update on what the current number is over there. Botting Odin again, says Orange Chat. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, if that ends up being the case for this stream, and, and especially if the playback is a problem... I, I might just end up going straight through um, OBS from the future because obviously that's not cool. That's not cool. I don't, I don't lack, I don't lack when there's technical issues. It's one of my pet peeves. General Wingster says, I must go. My troll basement needs me. Good night, pimps. <laughs> Good night. Hardwick at 802 says, there were two villains in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Walter Goggins as evil villain, while Ghost was the sympathetic villain like Sandman. I know Hardwick. I, I'm just saying like, I Walter Goggins was such a bad villain, not because of him, but because the movie was so bad. I forgot he was even in it. But yeah, Ghost was garbage. Valencia well, says, "Yes, it's fine. I got the perfect workaround for Odyssey. Nice." Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says Suzume just had a second theatrical release at the end of October, so I'm hoping they'll have a Blu-ray or Crunchyroll release soon. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of it. I really, I liked it a lot. I really hope that, um, I really, really hope that we're going to be able to see it soon on physical media. Uh, Abomination says, honestly, just won't let me pin it. Oh, okay. Robbie, spoiler alert, every female hero alive and dead at this point in the MCU comes to help the Marvels in the third act, but only the female ones. Yes. So it'll be just like the Flash then, right? So just like they brought every single, you know, Superman, right, alive or dead with really bad CGI, they're going to do the same thing, I guess, um, 
with <laughs> and, and since maybe the contracts weren't finalized since this the, the strike's still going on you know maybe they bring in the likeness of several actors that didn't want it who knows go crazy with it why not no one's watching your movie anyway so you're not going to have anyone that's going to want to sue you <laughs> i mean that would require someone to actually do that oh man all right let's see Zaramazakowski says, uh, Takashi uh, Yama, Yamazaki's well-respected director in Japan, not, uh, not he directing Godzilla Minus One, but he also, not only is he directing Godzilla Minus One, he also is doing screenwriting and VFX for that film as well. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. It, again, it looks so much better than anything coming from the MonsterVerse. I, I just can't stand what they've done with that. All right, Jeremy Zikowski fixed the spelling there. Got it. Print screen, thoughts on Anatomy of a Fall. I have not seen that. I have not seen it. Oh, Shen Hong, look. Yes, I love this chat feature because it'll actually show you the little, uh, the little emote. Yeah. Got the very happy banana dancing in Rumble right now. Good shout out to say, I'd rather stay home and watch reruns of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Comet. Oh, yeah, good show. Uh, reminds me, my wife and I just started rewatching. If you've never seen Veronica Mars, it's a show from Rob Thomas. He's he's done a bunch of other stuff too. Probably well, most well known for shows like Veronica Mars. He did also a show called iZombie. I never watched iZombie. Wife liked it, got into that one. But Veronica Mars, I, I mentioned this to my wife the other day. We're only, I think, we're now, like, I think, 14 episodes into the first season. But I think it was by episode eight. I, I turned to my wife and I'm like, this show has some of the best writing because I feel like every character has been fleshed out and that so much has happened, even though so little time has passed. Like, I think about the nonsense that is Loki right now because that's what we're watching for Friday Night Tights. I think about just the nonsense that Marvel's been putting out from from Disney Star Wars, from from the MCU, just how bad all of it is. And then I, I also then think to a show like Veronica Mars where it's just so well written that even after just a few episodes, you feel like you've been brought into this world and that you know the people within this world and that even as the further revelations about different characters come about, more and more happens. There's a great character. If you've watched the show, you probably will recognize the name. Um, the character's name is Logan Eccles. He has probably one of the best character arcs in that show. He starts off as a completely despicable guy and then ends up being someone that you just cheer for and root for. That's the sign of a good writer. Highly recommend Veronica Mars, by the way. It's on, I think, uh, Hulu at this point. I hope that they do a Blu-ray release of that show. Gary Barrington Sandwich Worthington. What's going on, Gary? Says, watch two shows, Blue Eye Samurai and Concrete Utopia. Critic, <laughs> Critic listed them. Yes, uh, Critic List has been very, very kind to Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. I love your reviews, dude. Keep them coming. Orange Hat says, Marvel is so desperate that they want to bring back the OG Avengers because the new Avengers just aren't interesting. Yeah, I saw that news story going around, and I can't say I'm that surprised. I mean, think about it. You would need to bring back OG Iron Man, OG Captain America to even have an interest in anything, right? I mean, again, look at these numbers that are coming out for the Marvels. I mean, this is some of the worst, uh, these are some of the worst numbers that we've ever seen for anything in the MCU. For those that may have missed it earlier, again, 
These numbers are awful. Seventy-five, eighty million dollar opening was the original starting point three weeks ago, and now, according to Deadline, the same people covering it, they're saying one hundred forty million worldwide. Which you know what that means? Sixty million stateside as a max, forty million as a minimum. They go on later to say that some are speculating that if the opening Thursday numbers are only six million dollars, that it would mean only getting forty million. All the while this is happening, you've got also Hunger Games coming out the week after, projected to be another massive flop, especially in comparison to the other Hunger Games movies. But then also, what, what's going on with Five Nights at Freddy's? Right? This, this movie has been doing so well. And, and the reason why is because it, it did something that a lot of these, you know, a, a lot of these studios just don't quite understand which is give the fans what they want. An amazing concept, I know. But if you give the fans what they want, they will show up. And it's been a win-win for Peacock, right? for them, because not only are they driving traffic to their streaming service, they're also doing really, really well in the theater. Well over $200 million worldwide at this point in time. Incredible stuff. Absolutely incredible stuff. I did want to mention that as I did have it in the title, and so I wanted to mention that Finance of Phrase is just doing bananas right now. Jenny2003, thank you again for that very incredible, very generous um, Rumble rant saying, Rumble is greater than YouTube. There's a lot of things I love about uh, Rumble and Odyssey and all the tech platforms that exist. I'm excited because Rumble just recently launched the beta of their own browsing uh, browser streamer. Now, the one issue that I have, just like I have with most of things from Rumble, is that they only really give attention, it seems, to smaller channels. Uh, sorry, not channels. They only give attention, it seems, to large channels. And I understand it. They, they got to build their platform up. I get that. But it's tough when the people that are the, the, the loudest cheerleaders for your platform are the same ones benefiting from the specialized attention there's there's a conflict of interest there now again i fully support rumble i fully support odyssey but right now they've got their own browser streamer where you can multi-stream for free from rumble directly and it's going to be uh open up to everyone eventually i think right now it's in beta i think viva fry has played around with it and others i, I put my request in hopefully i can check it out because that would be a really cool alternative to to be able to use See, Dadman135 says, Hail Odin, hello everyone. What's going on? Welcome back. Orange Hat, Barbie was a fluke. I agree. Um, I don't think that will happen again. I think the, the next chance of that possibly happening might be with the sequel, right? With, with the second Barbie film. But e even then, even then, um, it's really hard to say. Really hard to say. I'm looking over to see if there's any election updates. Still a close race, but it's it's looking like, unfortunately, it's going to go the way Tina thought in Kentucky. Let's see, Abomination. It only took them till the final trailer to drop the whole Don't You Tell Me to Smile part of the song. Yes, yeah, seriously, right? Isn't it amazing? Let's see, Hardwick says, I never had access to fiber optic internet until August this year before I was stuck with two, 200 kilobyte DSL. I know the true meaning of ludicrous speed. Yes, yeah, seriously, Hardwick. 
Um, Because here in Tennessee, specifically in Chattanooga, we have EPB as a public utility. And because of the public utility, it means the prices are a lot smaller. So I think for around $70 a month, I'm getting a gig up and a gig down. So that's why I know any of the issues experiencing, it's probably because of EVMUX and not the actual internet. ZLG, thank you very much for that $20 super chat. Um, just from ZLG, no message attached. So ZLG, thank you very much. Very generous. Lady Tharp of Hastings says, Barbie wasn't one off. I agree. Snow Gollum says, I'm glad the woke push got picked up and the masses are putting a foot down and not going to watch the new crap. I agree. It is definitely very um, promising. I still don't buy that we've gone over the hill of mainstream audiences going to support crap content. I, I don't think we're past that point yet, but I'm glad that we're here at least. I'm happy to say we've gotten to the point where it's not guaranteed that a Marvel film is going to do well. And in fact, in this situation and at this point, it's pretty much guaranteed or there's a question mark at least as as far as whether the film will even make any money. And the question instead becomes, how much money is it going to lose? DadmanWalkie55 says, been busy streaming and other stuff. Myself, the missus and I are well. Hope you're getting better. Thank you. Voice is obviously still trashy, so I might end up um, calling the stream a little early tonight once I get through all of the chats um, because my voice is definitely getting more and more tired and I don't want to lose it completely. I do have to teach tomorrow and I'm definitely needing uh, a hot tea right now. Uh, ZLG added a message after the fact as a member. Thank you for being a member says thanks for always covering box office fun streams and videos. Well, thank you very much ZLG. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have not been as consistent recently and I always appreciate the fact that y'all understand um, that I I work full time. I've got two kids. I got kids Um, and more recently I've been sick. So thank you very much ZLG. I really do appreciate that support. Steven says, it was just announced that there are, they are making a live version of Zelda. Your thoughts? Um, uh, it's the first that I've heard about it, so I'll have to obviously look and, and get confirmation from a legit source. Uh, I can't say I'm that surprised because of the success of a film like Super Mario Brothers, but with that being said, I do think that there is the potential for it to be good. But I only say potential because... It's an easy franchise to mess up. They they will have to be very careful with who they determine is going to write and direct it. They can't make the same decisions they made with the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? Super Mario was an animated movie, so they could get away with casting Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. They could get away with casting Jack Black as, as uh, Bowser. Personally, I don't like those choices. I know there's a lot of people that think that, you know, Jack Black's version is funny. It might be funny, but he's just doing Jack Black. That's not Bowser. That's just Jack Black pretending to be Bowser, right? Or Jack, or Bowser with a Jack Black voice. So if they're going to make those kind of decisions in the casting for a live action version, it's not going to it's not going to bode well. So I I have I have some concerns if that is the case. All right, let's see. Shen Hong over on Rumble says, just embrace your Max Headroom moments. <laughs> Snow Column. Don't worry, they're coming up with better ad blockers. Oh, yeah, I mean, as soon as we think we have things figured out, they they come up with something else. In, in both ends, right? So 
obviously YouTube is trying to catch up by stopping ad blockers, but as they do that, as they create new code, as they create new protocols, you got a team of people with coding ability working around it, finding a way. I mean, it was just like when they shut off the dislike button, right? And people were like, oh, don't worry, we'll create an easy extension that anyone can get access to that will show you the dislikes. Uh, am I showing my age with that situation? I did not get that reference right away. So maybe. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Warrior is American and awesome on my critic list. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Glad for that clarification. Let's see. Lou Capadonna, what's up? What's up? Uh, Reacher Season 2 trailer looks awesome. Argyle and Fall Guy look great. Do you think we will finally get more badass male protagonists or will strong female characters continue to haunt us? Well, I mean, I have the hope obviously there's always a room for hope. I think that things will get better, that they'll finally wake up, that they'll, that they'll actually start to listen to fans. that actually start listening to their audience and actually want to make money again. Um, but, uh, I haven't seen the full trailer for Argyle. I don't know enough about it at this point. Um, I've seen just clips from it. And then the same thing with fall guy as well. I, I don't know that one. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to check them out. I do think that there are a lot of, stuff to look for even when it seems like everything is crap there's at least there's always a godzilla minus one out there keeping it relevant to our discussion earlier let's see victor fontaine hanging out on rumble what's up victor fontaine youtube has now set it up that if you have an ad blocker and they run an ad on a live stream you will get booted or the stream just freezes oh yeah i remember that being talked about earlier but hey that is why I multi-stream. Hardwick, I know you're not a fan of MonsterVerse, but what do you think about upcoming Monarch series? Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell play the same character at different stages of his life. I like Kurt Russell, so I think there's potential there. Um, I, I would say I'm, I'm more cautiously optimistic. The, the, the ultimate thing is they've got to do two things. They've got to actually write a good story, and they've got to actually have good rendered effects. The, the reason why the only MonsterVerse film I like is Godzilla 2014 is because it's actually a well-made movie, well-told, and, and the CGI works pretty well. All of the other films suffer from the same issues because the first film does have issues because ultimately the first film is too focused on the human story, right? And that's the problem that I think all of the films have. The difference is that the human story is actually interesting in the first film. Brian Cranston helps out a lot because he brings that acting factor that most people can't bring. So I think that might be something where Kurt, maybe Kurt Russell brings that X factor to the series with the role that he plays. But you got to have at least a good story or at the very least, you have to have really good, uh, well-done visual effects. Let's see. King and Rumsky says, I don't think I watch live streams on YouTube anymore. Yeah, I mean, I still do because I am, am definitely you know, rooted in YouTube, YouTube premium, stuff like that. And that, that made me a, a traitor to certain people's thoughts. But I, I do think it's important to, to know where people are, to not see that ground, but at the same time also be open to and support and promote um, alt tech. And again, that's why I do multi-stream to Rumble, to Odyssey, also live on Twitter right now as well. I can't wait for Twitter and X to have, I guess, a, a more integrated uh, live streaming platform uh, so that you can actually have like legit comments and, you know, live chat. Uh, 
potential for monetization, things like that. I think with Elon Musk, there, there's a lot of potential. Let's see. Snowgam says, I think CGI looks worse against volume screen versus green screen. I think they both can look bad. Again, it comes down to me to two things. Either the design is bad, meaning design is flawed so that it looks fake. So no matter how much time they put into it, it's just going to look bad because the design's off. Or it's going to be something so that it it, it might be well made, right? Well, uh, sorry, it might be well designed, but it's just poorly rendered. And I think you have an issue in either sense. Yeah, sorry about the, uh, the uh, bot voicing earlier. Harvey says, did you know the actress playing the villain with the grill in the Marvels is Tom Hiddleston's wife in real life? Ugh. Well, that just makes me sad. Only because of the fact that it, it makes it seem more like some kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Special treatment because of that. There's another word I'm looking for, but you, you know what I mean? The thing. Sorry, I had a, had a Biden moment there. Snowgum, three of us on Odyssey. Boom. Nine people watching on Rumble. Hey, it's a party. It is a huge party. Harwick says, I just now saw that Tina mentioned the same thing while I was typing last comment. No problem. No problem. I know that she's talking to a lot of people in the chat, so that's why I have not mentioned it. Walt Goggins is a good actor when he gets the right roles. Him playing a corrupt cop in The Shield as well as him in Predators was... No, I like Walt Goggins. I, I think that he's great. Um, Yeah, he, he was also in... Uh, Hateful Eight, right? Pretty sure that was Walt Goggins in, in Hateful Eight, and he was phenomenal in that movie. One, Hateful Eight's a phenomenal movie, but him in that film was was fantastic. Victor Fontaine says, Rumble rants are the way to go. No more YouTube super chats for me. Yeah, man, um, I, I, I support that because as you know, I've always been, I, I have been one of the loudest critics against YouTube super chats, and I'm not trying to, I'm not going after anyone that does super chat. Because it's your money, and uh, obviously do what you will with it. The issue, though, and a lot of people don't know this, is YouTube takes 30% of every single Super Chat. They take a cut of your memberships. Whereas with Rumble and Odyssey, and uh, if you donate via Streamlabs, the only money that's ever really taken out is processing fees. So I always give the example, if you were to donate $100 on Streamlabs, the creator would get about 95 plus. If you donate $100 on YouTube, the creator gets about 70. And in addition to that, the creator has to wait a month to get that 70. Whereas with Streamlabs, and it looked like with Rumble too, because Rumble uh, messaged me saying, hey, your earnings have posted. I'm like, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> so it's a lot more seamless. Shen Hong over on Rumble says, so the Marvels will have a Nicolas Cage cameo. I'll have to watch. Wait, is it really going to have one? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I would be more intrigued to see what the heck he's doing in that nepotism. Thank you, Tina. I just saw that. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to highlight in that in the live chat here. So Tina says, is the word nepotism Odin? I take nepotism for 500 Alex. And that is today's daily double. You are correct. Thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. King and Ramsey says, I also heard a rumor Howard the Duck makes a cameo as well. Howard the Duck's made a cameo in like two or three movies at this point. Rumble has animated GIFs. Ooh, well, that's nice. 
Let's see. Cthulhu uh, says, if you like Veronica Mars, you'll also like Dead Like Me. Oh, interesting. Did, uh, is that also uh, Rob Thomas? We got a sneaky snake over on Odyssey from Snow Golem. That's a sneaky snake right there. Your average patron nerd, thank you for the red thumbs up super sticker. Appreciate you, brother. Always with those super stickers. Snowgom says, I still need to look into how you to post pictures into chat. Think you have to upload them first. Oh, I didn't know you could do that on Odyssey. Uh, Jacobite Wiseman says, the new Star Wars canon makes Super Sentai look like Tolkien's work. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I don't even want to think about anything about, quote, unquote, canon for modern Star Wars. I'll, I'll stick with my EU headcanon. All right, Tina said this. I have to highlight it. The Zegler Games. Jennifer Lawrence wants to have to talk. Wants to have a talk with her. She is the first female action hero. <laughs> exactly. As the first action hero ever, Jennifer Lawrence has to talk with Zegler. Maybe, maybe she could, you know, give her some advice. Because I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has done some things that make her, you know, kind of annoying too, but nowhere near the same level. I mean, if if Zegler is at a 10, a perfect 10 at the annoying scale, Lawrence is at a 5, probably. You know, Lar- Larson's at a 6, 7. I think those are fair numbers. See, Dadman says, hoping to see Five Nights at Freddy's on Friday with the family. I mean, I think if your family, if your kids played the games and have knowledge of the games, I, I think they'll love it. Because that's what I've been hearing. Anyone that is a fan of the games and loves the games... Have, have just been loving it. So, still got 24 people watching over on YouTube. I know that uh, probably a lot of people switched over to tune into Tuesday night's main event. It's one of the issues with having to stream 30 minutes later is that I bump further into their time. But I've been on Tuesdays at this time slot for a long time. Favorite sci-fi. I looked at some of expected 2024 movies. Kung Fu Panda 4, good grief. Despicable Me 4, Inside Out 2, Bad Boys 4, Joker 2, Beetlejuice 2, Gladiator 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Karate Kid. Um, so original. They're making another Karate Kid? Isn't that the one where they decided that it's going to be not in the Cobra Kai universe, which is the dumbest decision that they've ever made? <laughs> if memory serves me right. Oh, man. I mean, and so many of those are just completely unnecessary. You know, like Inside Out, the first one was good. You don't need to make a second. I think the one that I am I'm interested in is is Beetlejuice two. You know, I, I would be interested in Gladiator two. I just don't really trust him these days. He's just so he's always been kind of hit and miss, but he's a lot more missed than he is hit. But Beetlejuice two to me has some potential. Let's see. Abomination says it's probably easy to make uh, to to make have a big blockbuster movie. Just be authentic. I mean. Be authentic, but the other big thing that again is a bit of, it's a big part of the equation. You gotta be smart with your money. You gotta be wise with how you spend your money. Rob D. Okay, now I want to see a movie called The Shills, starring John Campia, Grace Randolph, and Tony from Deadline. <laughs> I definitely think that Tony and Nance at Deadline have a good chance of getting nominated for Shill of the Year. I mean, John Campia, he's a perennial nominee. I have no doubt in my mind that John Campia is not gonna get nominated once again for Shill of the Year at the Ravens, but Let's see. Snowgom says, wait, what if you make a movie that people really ask for? 
they will come and see it. Dang, I know, what a concept. Soulsat, any thoughts on the live action Zelda news? What game would you want to see made to a film? Okay, hey, um, sounds like that's been confirmed. I think Steven had mentioned that earlier. Um, again, as I, as I said earlier, it depends. Um, they have to be very careful with their casting more so than anything else. As far as stories, I, I'm an N64 guy. I grew up N64. So Ocarina of Time is my all-time favorite. Love that game. I'm a huge fan of the new games too. Breath of the Wild was fantastic. Um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, also fantastic. I unfortunately never got into Majora's Mask. I never really liked the uh, the timing aspect. And, and I know that there were a lot to the mechanics that didn't make it as nerve-wracking as it could be. I just never got into that one. Um, I've always wanted to play it, though, to, to, to kind of know the story. And the same also for Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. I've, I've heard good things. But, yeah, I would like to play all the games. But if I wanted to see a story, Ocarina of Time, I think there's just so many great things with that one. But you would that's one to me because of how important that game was for my childhood because that's one of the big games I played. I still go back every now and then to play it again to do a playthrough of it. And so if they mess that thing up, like it's not going to be good. I, I will go off because that that's personal. Uh, let's see. Tina says, so has anyone calculated what is now the worst box office move all time in terms of finances? Cleopatra no longer has anything to worry about. Yeah, I mean, um, I would love to try to do that at some point. It is very difficult sometimes, though, because, uh, you know, for one, you do have to recognize that back in the day, you did not have the global box office like you do today. So that's one factor. Obviously, you have to factor in inflation, the cost of tickets being different. Ultimately, though, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we have um, worse flops now. A spoonful of honey with lemon will help that throat. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got, I'm, I'm already thinking about the tea I'm going to make. I do need to start wrapping things up, though, because my voice is getting really tired. So I might, I might be skipping around in the chat. Let's see. I'm more interested in what Lethal Lightning has to say about it, says uh, Abomination over on Odyssey. Uh, he, tear, he tears into Legend of Zelda every time it comes. Oh, boo. It's so good. Zelda movie, says Forever Sci-Fi member. Uh, more shilling from our favorite shill, Jeremy. Yeah. That, that's the one that I would actually get on his side with because I love it. Vomination, ad blocking is like viruses and antibodies. Antibodies become stronger to defeat viruses easier. Viruses get stronger to defeat antibodies easier. The question is, why are they making ads more like viruses to begin with? More subliminal messaging, more intrusive, more compulsory. I think that's a great, I think that's a great analogy. Ads these days are like viruses. I like it. See, Orange Chat says, tell your son I need to borrow his lightning to short out the, <laughs> the botting of this multi-streaming stuff you're using. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry that's happening. See, Victor Fontaine, on Culture Casino's live stream on Sunday, YouTube ran an ad and all the viewers with Adblocker got booted. He went from 700 to 200 after. Oh, man. Good job on culture, though. Culture getting, dang, dude. Culture getting 700. I like it. Culture's legit. I like him. He's a good dude. See, Shen Hong on Rumble says, Shin Godzilla is actually a very political film. It's really about the cultural issues in Japan with old and new generation that was lost on most Western watchers. I, I thought I heard good things about Shin Godzilla, too. Um, Harvey says, Argyle could be good, but the concept behind it makes it very easy to be potential bait and switch. Also, Cavill's hairstyle is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 
That's the one thing I think I remember. Nepotism, the hiring of family members. Exactly. And there's Tina's comment from earlier. Yes, indeed. The Daily Double today. Uh, Abomination says, YouTube takes 0% of whatever this thing is. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. This is true. All right. Again, trying to get through these last comments. So please don't tag if you don't have to. Uh, Frank G says, have you seen No Hard Feelings yet? No, I have it. Um, I, almost, I, I, I mentioned that to my wife. We were going to watch a movie the other day. And she's like, no, I don't really want to watch that. We ended up watching. <laughs> we did end up watching one of the films that I was sent, um, which was Strays. It was so much funnier than it had any right to be. It's not a good movie, but it is funny. If you're a dog fan or a dog owner, you especially will enjoy it. Um, th there were a couple moments that I, I I was laughing pretty hard. It was pretty good. Heartbreak Ridge, what's up, dude? Um, Zack Snyder has revealed more about Rebel Moon. I don't care. Yeah. I do like how you did say, though, about... He mentions this is in the same universe as Army of the Dead, and someone on Twitter re responded with, this isn't the win that you think it is. Yeah, it's not. I mean, that movie was so bad. I think Rebel Moon is going to be complete garbage. Snowgolem, I grew up on Link to the Past. It's 8-bit or nothing. Hey, dude, I, I respect that. I definitely respect it. And clearly, the biggest thing missing in modern blockbuster is they don't feel like they were made by people who enjoy their work. You can't fake honesty in art. People just know as if divinely guided. I mean, yeah, I definitely agree. And it comes down to world building. I think that's really the biggest thing of all, right? And I go back to, I mentioned earlier about Veronica Mars. The reason why that show is so good is because after just a few episodes, you feel like the world has been lived in. You feel like you know the characters. You feel like you know exactly what's going on. Whereas with modern stuff, whether it be movies or shows, you just, you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then when you do, you just don't care. Cause you're like, this is just lazy. Oh, bro. WG on YouTube. Thank you for that hundy for that $100 super chat. WG saying all the best. Odin, dude, WG. Thank you so very much, man. That really does mean a lot. Always appreciate your, your, uh, your love, your support seriously. And again, as we're wrapping things up, WG, uh, your average featured nerd, ZLG, low watermark, uh, of course, also Jenny over on Rumble with that massive Rumble rant. Whew, thank y'all so much tonight. This has been awesome. Uh, Soul Assassin, today's culture. Happy birthday, Culture Casino. Someone clipped this. Culture Casino, you're a beautiful man. In another life, I would marry you. Happy birthday. All right. Anyway. Clip that and send that his way. Hopefully, it did not robot voice. Though, at the same time, if it did, but the message still got through, that could be fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. JKDVuck76, what's up, brother? We're wrapping things up here. This is... Uh, but in this home, we say, gosh, Zilla. <laughs> Jacob Wiseman, would you review pre-Power Rangers voice over Super Sentai? I don't know enough about that. Probably not. Victor Fontaine, yeah, WG drops a hundy too. Seriously, we got three hundies that were dropped. Two hundies dropped on YouTube and one hundy dropped on Rumble. This has been a very, very good night. It was not a robot voice. Awesome. But happy birthday uh, to the man, the myth, the legend, Culture Casino. Glad to hear that he was raking in those views the other day. But that's going to be it for me. Um, I'm only ending a few minutes early. I was intending to end a while ago, but... I do need to, I need to uh, rest my voice. Yes, indeed, Tina. Or say Gojira. Yes, Gojira. I would love to see it in IMAX. The 
I have not, I, I don't think I saw any showtimes in IMAX yet near me. And if I did, I go back to this. The issue, I actually know what I did. There's an 8 p.m. showing in IMAX near me. The issue is that that's around the time that my girl, my baby girl gets up. Um, and then we have a routine where she gets up around 8. We have a uh, a bath around 8.15 for her. And then we, my wife, my wife and I, Lady Frey and I, we watch. Um, now, at this point, we're watching a show together. So we're watching Veronica Mars. So that that's like their trick right now. Um, but I, I, I am going to do everything that I can to watch it. But as you all know, family comes first. But I would love to see that in IMAX. Zelda was cool, but Turok and Banjo-Kazooie mic drop. So I was asking, yeah, I remember playing Banjo-Kazooie as a kid. Wasn't as big for me, but... Uh, um, yeah, so Steven, I know that you've mentioned this before, dude. And I, I, again, I don't think, I don't think you should be waiting. I think just being friends. Yeah. Just be friends. I, I, I would say even when that does happen, don't, don't move forward with it, man. And you, I've, I've told you why before, uh, Thulu, good night to Odin, everyone. Good night to you as well. Uh, Tina, seriously, you're awesome. Tina once, um, cause it's going to happen once we get your eyes back, back together. All right. We got to get you over on Criticalist because I, I think you would tear Criticalist apart. And I, the interaction and the community on Criticalist is so amazing. Um, and I honestly think that they would love you so much. Um, and it's just a lot of fun too. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll cross that bridge. Um, yeah, Soul Assassin, have a good night. Lady Tharp, have a good night. Tina B, seriously, thank you for being here, Tina. Great seeing you once again. And... Um, so happy to have you here. So anyway, that is going to be it for us tonight, everybody. I do need to wrap things up. So the big news, of course, is the Marvels right now projected to get 140 million worldwide opening weekend with a domestic of only 40 to 60 million dollars. I'm thinking 50. That that's just number that that just seems right. That feels right to me. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, whether or not that happens. But hopefully, my voice is better so that I can do my box office preview. Once we get those official numbers out um, from Box Office Pro, either maybe tomorrow evening or Thursday morning, we'll see. Um, at this point, I don't know if my voice is going to survive, but we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to figure that part out. Um, yeah, Tina is the best. I agree. The Mar fails absolutely. I'll try to highlight some comments as we um, end the stream with the shoutouts video for November. So anyway, that's going to be it for me, everybody. Friday Night Tights is the next show I'll be on. Of course, then we also have our Saturday, uh, Salty Saturday morning stream uh, in which I join the Salty Podcast, Salty Nerd Podcast, a lot of fun. Oh, actually, I'm technically supposed to be on a stream tomorrow. It's a Christian stream with uh, with uh, Carrie, once again, uh, of, of Deprogrammed. So I'm very much looking forward to that. We got a great panel. It, it's me, it's Carrie, it's Michelle from Force of Light, Brahma, a uh, really good panel of people, and we're planning to talk about The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We're starting a C.S. Lewis discussion. So starting off with that movie, where uh, some of us are watching the live action, some of us are watching the animated. Um, eventually, we're going to build up to talking about the um, the screw tape letters, but we're going to start off with that one. So that'll be tomorrow. So uh, make sure to check out uh, Carrie Smith, Deprogrammed, and it'll be on that channel. And then Friday Tights. And then my next stream won't be until next Tuesday. So have a wonderful rest of your night, everybody. Thank you again for watching on YouTube. Odyssey and Rumble. Smash the like button. Loud five by Odyssey. Smash the Rumble button as well. 
I, I need I need to give my voice a rest. So anyway, have a wonderful night, everybody. And as always, God bless.